Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are grateful. We love you, Jesus. Indeed, oh yes, you are our King. Yes, Jesus. You died and you rose again on the third day. Because you live, we can live again. We are grateful for Resurrection Sunday. We are grateful and thankful for the power of the resurrection. We thank you, Jesus. Instill in us, instill in our hearts. Bring us that meaning, the understanding of the resurrection power. We give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice you made for us. Indeed, you have conquered the grave. Indeed, you have overcome the enemy. Indeed, you have overcome death. We thank you, Jesus. This afternoon, speak to us, Lord. I am only a vessel. Let it bring you honor. All unto you, Lord. Receive your glory as we share your word this afternoon. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Clap for Jesus, somebody. Hallelujah. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Wonderful. So let us be settled. Let us relax. Keep your neighbor active and awake. And let's receive the word of God. This afternoon, I was going to share a very long message with you. Very long message. And then I changed my mind. But um, it's a very, very wonderful day. So we're going to share something very, very important. I want to share with you the resurrection. The gospel and the resurrection. Hallelujah. The last few weeks, we learned a lot about sharing the good news. Sharing the good news with someone and taking the good news wherever the Lord will lead us. And what is the good news? What is the good news? What is the good news? Hallelujah. It's a question that we ought to be conscious of. What is the good news? What are we sharing with people? Hallelujah. What is the good news? Because we have let so many things represent the good news. Do you understand? We have let or allowed so many things to represent the good news or to speak for the good news or to replace the good news. But what is the good news? This afternoon, I want us to look at a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 15 and number 1. Verse number 1. Please. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. It says, Moreover, 
brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Hallelujah. It is through the gospel that you stand. The gospel that was preached to you, Sonia, that you receive, it is through that gospel that you stand. Hallelujah. And then he says, by which also ye are saved. It is through the gospel that you are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, that is the only way you are saved. If you keep in memory what was preached unto you. Unless you believe in vain. Unless you believe in vain. Unless you lifted up your hand and you gave your life to Christ in vain. Unless you did it so that you can be a part of the group. Unless you did it to clear your conscience. Unless you did it so that you can find a, marry, a, a person to marry in the church. Amen. It says, you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. You are saved. If you continue to have that in your mind, unless you believe in vain. Verse 3, it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. I delivered unto you that which, also, which first of all, I also received. We ought to share with people what we received. We don't have to go out and share with people, come to church, you'll find a good husband. We don't have to share with people, come to Christ, you'll find a job. Come to Christ, you'll get your papers. We don't have to share with people, come to Christ, you'll get a passport. Amen. It says that, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. And that is what pastors ought to preach. Pastors ought to deliver unto the people that which also they received. We came to be or we are standing in what we are standing in because we received salvation. We received the gospel. Are these microphones off? Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Pastors should not change the gospel to your mother is a witch and your father is a wizard and don't eat your auntie's food. We shouldn't change the gospel to that. That because people are, you see, people are floating to you because you are able to tell them these things. That is not what we are to deliver or that is not what we are to share with the people. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It says, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. What was, what was that? It says, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried. You see, this is what we ought to share with people. 
This is the gospel. It says, how that Christ died for our sins and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Very, very important. Very, very important that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. This is what we ought to share with people. Hallelujah. This is what we ought to share with people. And then, you see, there is evidence. There is evidence to show that indeed Christ rose from the dead. Hallelujah. You see, this is a very important part of the scripture. It is a very important part of the gospel. Hallelujah. It is so important to add that part or for us to have faith in that part that Christ rose from the dead. Very important. So you see, Jesus made sure that this evidence cannot be erased, cannot be wiped, cannot be changed. And so he ensured that this will be witnessed. It was not even as important as he was buried, but that he rose again on the third day. Amen. Amen. Because they could have put him anywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was Joseph of Arimathea that just went with his family and they just buried him. But that he rose again, that he rose from the dead, very important. So he says, and that he was seen of Cephas. Then of the twelve. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. You cannot wipe that out. He ensured that at least 500 people, more than that, 500 people will see him risen from the dead to have the evidence. Very important. You see, this is the fundamental of our faith. This is the foundation of our faith. This is the cornerstone of our faith. It says that Above 500 people saw him at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are falling asleep. So when Paul was writing this letter, he is saying that of the 500, there were still some that are alive. So that when we stand and we are preaching about it, and we're saying, oh, no, who saw him? He says, go to Uncle Caesar's house. God, he saw him. He and his household, they were there when, when they saw Jesus. He was, they were among the 500. Do you understand? There were people. He says, there are current people. Set, there are certain address that we can direct you to go. And He said, we were there. We saw him with our own eyes. Not just the 12. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says, about you don't have a, a slightest idea of the faith that you have come to believe. 
You have not the slightest idea. And if you don't, then your faith hangs on a very flimsy thread. If you don't have this fact and you don't believe in this, then your faith, because this is the foundation of our faith. Hallelujah. This is the foundation of our faith. He says, he was seen of me also. I also saw him. So if you are here, or you are in this faith because of any other thing, then your faith is very shaky. I'm telling you. If you are walking with Christ, and it is not based on this, then you are very shaky. Anything that comes your way can blow you off. I'm telling you. You see, the one that we are following, there is none like him. There is none like him. His entry in this world is so unique. And his exit out of this world is quite unique, like none other. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So what you have come to believe is a very mighty thing. That Christ rose from the dead. Hallelujah. That Christ rose from the dead. Because this is the gospel. Hallelujah. I say this is the gospel. You realize as Paul was giving us the definition of the gospel, we didn't hear anything about marriage in it, weddings, jobs, children, promotion, tax return. You see, we didn't hear of any of these things such that you did not get your tax return this year and so you, are, you, you say, the Lord has disappointed me. God has let me down. That you didn't get what you were expecting and so I don't feel like going to church anymore. You see, you have no understanding, you have no clue of what you have come to believe. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That the, 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 the young man promised to marry me and he's not, he has changed his mind, he has disappointed me, and so I don't feel like serving God. And you see, you have no clue, you have no understanding what you have come to believe. You have no understanding. Amen. I was believing God for a third child. I was believing God for a third child and I was believing that this one is going to be a boy. The third one was going to be a boy. I have two girls and I prayed and I, I believed and I prayed. They laid hands on me and they prayed and the third one was a girl. God has let me down. I don't feel like serving God again. You have no clue. Hallelujah. Amen. You have no clue. There is no even, it's not talking about healing. Not even healing. That this pain has been with me for too long. My hip, the pain has been there for, and I believe, and I've not, I'm not healed. And so, you have no clue. But one thing that is clear is that as the gospel comes, miracles also follow. As the gospel comes, miracles also follow. Hallelujah. But the miracles are not the gospel. 
Did somebody hear me? The miracles are not the gospel. The miracles are not that which should drive you and move you to God. Hallelujah. The miracles, they are, they, are to, they are to help us and to enhance our faith. Do you understand? They, they are to help us to overcome the enemy and stay in the faith. So it says, first, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And then by their testimonies. So by the testimonies, we overcome the enemy. We remain in the faith. We are saved by the blood. But we remain in the faith by the testimony. When I heard of your testimony, I felt like continuing to serve God. But the miracles, they are not the gospel. They are not the gospel. Hallelujah. And so that is not something that you should chase after. It just follows. It follows you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when the disciples were moving with Christ, when the disciples were moving along with Christ, along the way, they saw a lot of miracles. As they were moving with Christ, they saw the lame walking. They saw someone who was bleeding for 12 years healed. They saw the blind's eyes opened. They saw storms were stilled. As they were moving with him, along the way, as the gospel was going, as he was sharing the word, along the way, they saw that he could feed 5,000 with a few loaves of bread. They saw these great miracles. Amen. But these were not the gospel. They were to help them to continue to be with him. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope somebody is understanding what I'm sharing with you. If you follow the gospel, you will experience your miracle. Amen. I say you will experience your miracle. Amen. May you also experience your miracle Amen. as your focus is on the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But there is nothing in this world. Is somebody hearing me? There is nothing in this world, nothing that is in this world that is comparable to what you have received as a result of the salvation. There is nothing in this world that is comparable to what has come in you. Do you understand what I'm sharing? There is nothing in this world. There is no marriage in this world that is comparable to what has come in you. There is no husband in this world that is comparable to what has come in you. There is no wife in this world that is comparable. There is no house. Even the president seat of the United States is nothing compared to what has come in you. So you are sitting here. You may not have money. You may not have a child. You may not have a husband. You may have been disappointed. Someone promised to marry you and the person didn't marry you. Someone promised to give you this and the person didn't give you. There is nothing in this world that is comparable to what has come into your life. Look at the scripture in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Don't lose this. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Look at that. It says, 
Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is nothing in this world that can be compared to the spirit that has come in you. He says, I am forsaken. I am forgiven. Because you, you were forsaken. I am forgiven. Because you were forsaken. And your spirit is within me. What is within you is greater than any marriage that you can find. What is within you is greater than any bank account. It's greater than any job. What is within you is greater than any position. Though you are sitting here, you don't even have a dime in your pocket. But I'm telling you that what is within you is greater than the presidency. But you have no clue. You have no clue. Hallelujah. I say you have no clue. That when you said, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Something mighty. You see, you didn't feel anything. But when you lifted up your hand and you say, I believe you are the son of God. And I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you rose again from the dead. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and come into my life. What came into your life, he says, is greater than any building, any skyscraper, any any house, any car. It is greater than any marriage. It is greater than anything that is in the world. It is greater than anything that is in the world, that which is in you. What has not a small person that is sitting here? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are not a small person. Hallelujah. But you see, a lot of people call themselves Christians, but for different reasons. A lot of people call themselves Christians, but for different reasons. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Look at Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 and verse 9. You see, Part of the resurrection, Rosemont, it is so trivial. It is so important, but we trivialize it. It is so crucial. It is so critical. Is Stella here? Stella, where's Stella? Stella in church? Stella, powerful, Stella. Stella, the part of the resurrection about the gospel, it is so important. Without that, we are nothing. Without that, we are nothing. Hallelujah. So, you see, it says, now when Jesus was raised, you know, let's, let's read from the first verse. Let's read from the first verse quickly. It says, can we give me the, the NIV or something simple so that we can move? He says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, see, this is the Easter story. Hallelujah. This is, this is Sunday. This is what is happening. So he says, very early on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, 
just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. And then your scripture of the week. It says, don't be alarmed. That means don't be affrighted. <laughs> don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be alarmed. He said, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. Tell his disciples. You see, listen. I want you to believe what you have accepted. He says, tell his disciples and tell Peter. Tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now, it is important, it becomes crucial that Peter believes in this. It becomes critical, Stella, that Peter accepts the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Because he said he will be the cornerstone of the church. He will be the head of the church. And if the head is cut off, the rest of the sheep, they will be scattered. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Get through. Do you understand? It was important. I want to come to you, but. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, relax. relax. I'm showing you something very, very important. I'm, I'm teaching you something very, very important. Hallelujah. Something that you need. Something that I need. It was crucial. It was, it was important. What are some of the other words? It was necessary. It was, it was significant. It becomes significant that Peter. It was critical. That Peter. Were here. So he says, go tell his disciples and Peter. Was Peter not one of them? Yeah. Yes. But he says, go tell his disciples and Peter. Amen. You see, because if the, if the, 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 the resurrection part of the gospel, Michael, if it doesn't enter into us, we are so shaky. We are so flimsy. If the gospel message does not enter into us, we are so shaky. Look at it. You see, hold this and let's pause. Go to John chapter 21. John chapter 21 and verse 3. John chapter 21 and verse 3. Then he says, I am going out to fish. You know, go to verse 1. Verse 1. 
You see, when I'm sharing something with you, I, this is the reason why we read the Bible, so that you can see that I'm not reading from something else. It says, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberia. It happened this way. It says, Simon Peter, Thomas called the Dimas, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. They were together. You see, there are some of us who come and be a part of the gathering for different reasons. That we break bread. There is main share in the church. There is joy in the church. You see, that should not be the reason why you are a Christian. That, as a, as a, as a young person that lives in a land, it's not nice that I don't go to church. That should not be the reason to be a part of the gathering. That someone has promised to marry you, that should not be the reason to be a part of the gathering. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he said that they were all together. They were together. Then look at verse 3. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, I am going out to fish. And they said, we will go with you. Look, if the resurrection part does not enter into you, you will be taken back where Jesus picked you up. You will be put back into fishing where he picked you up. If the resurrection part of the message, if the resurrection part of the gospel does not enter into you, though he caught you fishing, he will take you from there. Though he caught you in fornication and he took you from there. If that resurrection part does not enter into you, you will continue to fornicate and fornicate and fornicate. If that part does not enter into you. That spirit that is within you, it, it says that it will overcome the world. It overcomes the world. So when that enters into you, you see, fornication, you stamp on it like this. Alcohol, you stamp on it like this. You see, you are not, you are not born again. That is why, that is why the spirit that is within you it still rules. The world is ruling you. You are not born again. I'm telling you that. You are not born again. It will take you back where he picked you from. It will take you back. It will take you back. So you see, you are in a church as a Christian. And you are gathered with them. Do you understand? You are gathered with them, but you see, you have not received it. The spirit has not entered. It is when you imbibe the resurrection. It is so crucial, that part of it. So crucial that he rose again from the third day. And because that has not become a part of you, you don't believe. You don't believe. And so, you see, you are a part of the gathering, but you are sleeping with all the young girls that are in the church. Do you understand? You, you see, you are back to where you were. That is you. That is you. Nothing has entered into you. Nothing has entered into you. And I pity, I pity young Christian women. I pity them. You see, my prayer is that faithful men will rise up in the church to marry them. 
Because you see, look, look, wait, 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 wait. You see, the Christian young woman, she is so vulnerable. You see, the Christian young woman wants to marry a Christian young woman. She wants to marry a Christian. She does not want to marry in the world. So you see, when you are there and you say, I'm a Christian, I want to marry you, you see, they fall. They believe you are a Christian. They believe you are a Christian. And so evil men sitting in the church taking advantage of young Christian women who want to marry, who want to do the right thing. You see, they don't want to be in the world and have children, but they want a Christian man. So you are posing, sitting amongst them. You say, they were together. And then he says, I go a fishing. This Christian thing, I don't know. Let me go back to my fishing. And then the ones who also don't have anything, no faith, nothing in them, no foundation that is hooking you to the church. Just association, you say, me too, let's go. I go with you. I go with you. May the Lord forgive us. So he says, go and tell the disciples and tell Peter. Because if Peter does not believe this and he falls, the rest of them will follow. The rest of them will not believe. If Peter cannot believe that I resurrected from the dead, the church is done. So go and tell them. And Peter, make sure he comes to Galilee also with them. Make sure. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Go back to that scripture, Mark chapter 16. I'm teaching you something very, very important. Please tell your neighbor, relax. Tell your neighbor, today is Resurrection Sunday. I said I was going to preach a very long message, but I'm making it short. Preaching a short message with you. He says, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Just as he told you. When he was with them, he told them that he will rise again on the third day. But they did not believe him. So he says, I go a fishing. He says, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you in Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Verse 8. Trembling and bewildered, the woman went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told, listen very carefully. Are you with me? Please, I want, I don't want anyone to be moving around. What I'm sharing with you is very important because the lack of it is the reason why we are where we are. The lack of it. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. 
when they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. They did not believe it. Do you see? They did not believe it. The reason why he forsook his crown in heaven to come on earth and be crucified of men, the reason why was to overcome death, that he will rise again. And they are giving them this great news. People who followed him, people who saw the miracles, they did not believe it. They did not believe it. You see, you are not the only one. I'm telling you something. You are not the only one. Verse 12. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest. But they did not believe them either. Hey! They did not believe them either. So you see, the gospel now was on a shaky ground. What Jesus came to do now was on a shaky ground. That if these people do not believe it, then it's shaky ground. But they did not believe Verse 14, later, Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them. Jesus came himself, and he came to the 11 as they were eating. You see, the eating, the breaking bread, it will always bring us together. The joy in the church, it will always bring us together. But with the lack of belief in the resurrection, we will be scattered. Perry, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says, he appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them. The, the man of God was angry. The son of God was angry. So he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn to believe, the stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. The man of God could not stand it. Do you not believe that I was going to rise up? What did I come to the earth to do? He rebuked them sharply. He rebuked them for their refusal to believe. He rebuked them that they did not believe. Verse 15. He said to them, Go into the world. And preach the good news to all creation. Get up. You have seen me now. What are you sitting here for? Get up. You have seen me now. Is that what you wanted to see? You did not believe? You have seen me now. Now get up. And now you're before you can go ahead and preach. It was crucial. It was important that they will believe in the resurrection. It was important. Without that, there was no gospel. Without the resurrection, there was no gospel. Without the resurrection, there is no faith. Without the resurrection, there is nothing like Christianity. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. It is your choice. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. It is your choice. Verse 17. And these signs 
will accompany those who believe. These signs. You see, this is not what he was mad about. This was not what was important to them. The signs, they will follow you. The signs, they will accompany you. That you need a husband, it will accompany you. That you also need a car, it will accompany you. That you also need a job, it will come. That you need healing in your body, it will come. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Debbie, it will come. It will be added. Healing will come. Promotion will come. It says those who believe, it says those who believe, these signs will accompany them. In my name, they will drive out demons. That you have come to, it says, what is in you is greater than what is in the world. If only you accept it and it is really in you, it will overcome anything that is in the world. It will overcome any sickness that is in the world. It will overcome any poverty that man has experienced. It will overcome any marital problem. It will overcome any spirit of barrenness. It will overcome any spirit that troubles you. Sleeplessness, it will overcome. Depression, it will overcome it. If only you believe. If only you believe. They will speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. And then he says, they will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, tell the disciples and Peter. Tell them. But he says, I go a fishing. Hallelujah. I go a fishing. If that spirit, the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ, if that spirit dwells in you also, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body, that you overcome every foul spirit. It will quicken your mortal body. But your behavior, that spirit is not in you. I'm telling you. This smoking, sniffing, drinking, alcohol, and you can't stop. The spirit is not in you. You are not born again. Womanizing, sleeping with different women, promising different women. You will marry this one. You marry that one. And just taking advantage of poor Christian women. The spirit is not in you. I'm telling you. The spirit is not in you. That you lie. You can easily lie. You tell a lie. You, 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 you. Lie comes out of you. Like a default. You see, when you, you tell the truth, something wrong has happened. When we, we hear you telling the truth, we feel something wrong is happening. Amen. I just want to show you another one who doubted also. And then, who did not believe. John chapter 20. Quickly and we are done. I said I was going to preach a short message. John chapter 20 and verse 24. John chapter 20 and verse 24. Now Thomas, called the Dimos, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. You see, it does not matter to Jesus that you didn't see him. It does not matter to him that you didn't see him. That, as for me, seeing is believing. You'll be condemned. <laughs> if that is your philosophy, for me, seeing is believing, you'll be condemned. 
What is that? Sin is believing. Kabi Kadochi. Fili Kadochi. Sin is believing. That means Fili Fili for me is Kadochi. Yes. He says, now Thomas called the diamonds, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see, for me it's my filly-filly kind of thing. Unless my eyes can see. He says, unless I see the nail marked in his hand and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side. Look at the person. You see, now this person believing was also crucial because he was with Jesus. It was crucial that he should believe. If one of them doubts, everything is spoiled. Nobody will believe the story. But he says, as for me, I have to see with my own eyes. And then feel with my own hand. The nail marks. Feel and then poke his ribs. A dead person, you want to poke his rib and see that the, 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 the hole is there for you to believe. So the next verse, he says, a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. He says, Peace be with you. This time, he made sure Thomas was there. So the next verse, he says, Then he said to Thomas, You are the Philly Philly guy. You are the one that you have to see before you believe. You see, some of us, our behavior shows that we don't believe. Our behavior in the church even shows that we don't believe. Our lifestyle, the way we behave, it shows that we don't believe. It shows that we don't believe. So he says, Thomas, put your finger here. Come on, come, come. Put your finger here. Here, put your finger. You want to put your, put your finger So he probably was shaking like this. He said, Come on, put your finger. <laughs> Reach out your hand and put it into my side. You have no idea what I've gone through for you. You have no idea what I've suffered for you. You have no idea what I have left in heaven to come down to go through for you. You want to see before you believe? Put your finger. Come on, come, come. Put your finger. says, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Tell your neighbor, this Resurrection Sunday, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. And then Jesus said, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then he said, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed, blessed are those who have not seen, yet they have believed. Blessed are you who have not seen, yet you believe. 
You have not seen the resurrected Christ, but you believe. You see, you, that is why the Bible says you are greater than the angels. You have not seen, yet you are sitting here. You have not seen, yet you have received him. Say, blessed are those who have not seen, yet they have believed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh Lord, forgive, forgive us, forgive us. Heal our unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. Yes, we believe in the resurrected Christ. We have not seen, but we believe. We believe in the power of God. We believe in the word of God. We believe that God said he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He rose up from the dead. We believe in what the Lord has said. We believe. We glorify your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The son of man came to die. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. Today, if you believe and you accept him as your savior to forgive you, 
to allow his blood to cleanse you, to wash you, to purify you, to make you a brand new person. No matter what your lifestyle has been, no matter what sins you have committed, no matter what you have done, if you allow Christ to come into your life, he will wipe. you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Lift up your hand where I can see you and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. Beloved, do not leave this place if you do not have Christ in you. Perhaps you have given your life to Christ before, but you know that in your life there is no change. There is no change. It's a sign that Christ is really not in you. The Spirit is not in you. But this afternoon you are saying, I believe in the resurrection power. I believe in the resurrected Christ. I want him in my life. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You want to join. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to give your life to Christ. There is a voice that is telling you that you need to give your life to Christ. This afternoon, you, feel, you know that you feel very far from Christ. And your faith is very shaky. If that is you, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. This is a very important moment. Is there anyone here like that? If you have lifted up your hand, come forward to me. Come here. Come here to me. I want to pray with you. Come here with me. That is true. Anyone else? You want to join? Come forward. The Spirit is talking to you. Come forward. Come forward. It's not too late. Come forward. You can hear a voice. And he says, you can do it another time. There is no tomorrow. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. If you want to give your life to Christ, come forward right now. Come forward right now. Right now. I want all the church to lift up your hands and say this prayer with me. And my Stella, lift up your hand also. Everyone else, lift up your hand and let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you were buried. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. On this Resurrection Sunday, I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord, be my Master, and be my Savior. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you. I believe in the resurrection. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. I pray, Lord, let there be a hedge. The hedge that cannot be broken. The hedge, oh God, that rises up above the strength of the enemy. Let that hedge be built around your children and especially around your daughter. In the name of Jesus, I ask, oh God, that you fill her with that spirit. The spirit that quickens the immortal body. The spirit that drives her after you. The spirit that draws her closer and closer to you. May she continue to walk with you all the days of her life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Stella.
God bless you. I have a special gift for you. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.